Hey, it's Jessica Dirksen, and you are listening to the True to You podcast, the place to be to get the tools to live your life by design so that you can be the person you want to be and live a life that you love. Hey, hey, you're listening to the True to You podcast. I'm your host, Jessica Dirksen, and today I am talking to a truly inspiring human being, Amber Kiera. Amber lost 90% of her eyesight growing up and has learned to use courage to overcome fear and navigate obstacles of any kind. She believes in a world where we are not held back by our circumstances. Rather, we live our lives rooted in purpose with boldness and courage. This belief has instilled an immense drive to empower others to take the next step in making their wildest dreams come true. Through speaking on stages and one-on-one coaching, she is truly transforming leaders into bold world changers. Amber is confident that when people are fully walking in their calling, the world is being changed for the better. People would describe Amber as a shot of espresso because everyone who has been in her presence leaves energized and ready to take on the world. And that is exactly how I felt after our conversation. Her infectious energy left me feeling ready to take on life. Hello, Amber. Thank you so much for joining me on the show today. Oh my gosh. I was really looking forward to this interview. Thank you so much for having me on. I am so excited to have you on. I've heard your story. I've heard you speak. I've listened to you. I've watched you on Facebook. And so I'm so excited you're here today. So thank you. I'm pumped. Yeah. Okay. Let's start with you telling us about who you are and really what you're doing in the world. Yeah. So my name is Amber Kiera and I'm 28 living in San Francisco and I am a professional speaker and coach. And um, a part of my story is I lost 90% of my visual field throughout childhood. So I'm um, legally blind. And through that experience, I've really learned and developed a special knack for navigating challenging obstacles and adversity and really um, just not so favorable circumstances. And I am so passionate and absolutely love using all of that wisdom that I've gained and the wisdom that I'm still learning today to encourage and inspire others to live a life that they love, no matter what circumstance they face, and to do that with boldness and courage. I love that. That I, I love it. So Amber, can you tell us a little bit more about your story? So how did you become legally blind, but, you know, and how did that affect you? Yeah, so I'm a twin, so I have a twin brother, um, and we grew up in South Louisiana and had just a, a really beautiful childhood and family life. And when I was about two years old, I think my parents um, knew, and they were first-time parents, and the good thing is they had twins, so they had always had one kid to compare the other two as far as growth and development went, which was probably helpful in this case. So my parents kind of noticed that um, I, I guess I wasn't really responding to visual um, well as my twin brother was. And so they took me to the doctor and after a lot of poking and prodding and one doctor's appointment after the other, which for a little kid is um, can be very taxing on anyone, but especially as a kid and for parents who are probably scared and don't know what's going on. Um, And eventually I got diagnosed with a degenerative eye condition called retinitis pigmentosa, 
Don't ask me to spell it. I still don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But um, really what what that meant was that I would lose my eyesight um, over an undetermined rate of time. And so what happened thereafter was that I started to lose my peripheral vision, um, which is what you see on the outsides from, you know, up and down, left and right, that sort of thing. So I started losing my peripheral vision very slowly. And then also my visual acuity decreased as well. And, you know, things have really stabled out since then, but the the bulk of my vision loss was throughout childhood while I was growing up. Wow. And how did that affect you? You know, it's so interesting. Yeah. Because as a kid, you don't really, um, you know, really discern what's happening. Kids are so adaptable, which is so cool because I just um, was going on as, as, as normal, wanting to play and have fun and do all the normal child things. So I really didn't, I don't want to say I didn't notice it, but I just perceived it as something that I was, that was happening and something that I had to adapt to. It wasn't until later on when, um, you know, as you're growing up and you're starting to develop your mind and your brain, um, I started to hear people's responses to my circumstance, which is why I talk a lot about breaking free from the story, because what I heard was poor thing, or oh my gosh, that's so scary, or that's awful. So after hearing people's reactions and responses, I started to think, oh wait, I guess this is awful. (laughs) When as a kid, I'm like, just this is fine. I'm like, just doing things, normal things and adapting. Um, but then when you start to hear, you know, these responses and these words over and over again, what happens thereafter is you develop a story, right? And so the story that I developed or that developed was I poor thing, you're going blind or this is terrible. This is awful. Um, how are you going to function? How are you going to do, you know, all these different things. So after that story developed, it really took root and um, started to just create a lot of fear and anxiety surrounding the circumstance, which affected my life in all sorts of ways. And so I really love to um, teach people on stages and through one-on-one coaching how to identify these stories that have developed over time, not necessarily due to anything that we've done, but um, based on our past and things we've experienced, how to identify those stories and how we can really break free from those and live the life that we are created to live, um, you know, despite that. Yeah, I love it. So how did you kind of break free from that story? Yeah, so I, I actually have developed a, a four-step strategy, not just for myself, but also to really share with others um, how I've overcame that circumstance. And I call it the bold method, but it's just a a four step little strategy that I've created that's very simple. And it also just kind of helps me to remember my story and remember how I've overcome. So that way when other life circumstances come up, I can go, wait, I've done this before. I've navigated a tricky obstacle. I know how to do this. So. The first step to the bold method is just what we were talking about is breaking free from the story. So identifying that story is poor thing, you're going blind or this must be so terrible and deciding to break free from that and saying, no, it's, 
that is a story. That is a lie. That is not who I am. Um, that's, that's not a place that I have to live any longer. And the second a step to the bold method is O, which is overcome fear. And of course, all of us have had to do that time and time again. And when I was losing my eyesight, I had to learn to do things differently. I had to still grow and thrive. Um, most recently, a couple, two and a half years ago, I had moved to San Francisco by myself. I had to overcome fear and learn how to navigate that city without my eyesight, um, which was obviously as, as a single woman doing that alone was, was challenging and scary. But again and again, we have to learn how to overcome fear. And the strategy behind that is very simple. It's take the next step. So whatever that next step um, is for you, taking that and not worrying about the 10 steps ahead, but just focusing on that one next step will really increase that confidence and allow you to overcome fear. And then the, the third step is L, which is live your truth. So I get to decide what my truth is. The truth is that I am blind, yes, but that's not all I am. I'm also courageous and fun and um, obviously bold. And uh, I love to connect with people. I love to speak. I love to coach. I love to move around. So it's like, what are all the things that are true about me? And is what's happening in the physical realm in alignment with what I know my truth to be? And then lastly, D is dream with purpose. And so from that place of having broken free from the story, you're overcoming fear by taking the next step, you're living your truth and taking those subtle shifts that allow your out, outer realm to align with your truth. And now from that place, you can dream with purpose. And that's where people get to truly step into their calling. They get to exercise their gifts and they get to really make an impact on the world that's beautiful and purposeful and in alignment with all they were created to be. So that in a nutshell is how I've overcome and it's how I continue to overcome. And it's what I teach to others to inspire them to do the same. I love that. I It's so beautiful because I think we align so well with each other because I'm all about that, right? Like overcoming these beliefs, what you believe doesn't have to be true. Um, and what people think about you or say about you, like that is not the truth of who you are. You get to decide who you want to be. You get to decide what you believe about yourself. And so I just, I love this so much. It's so powerful. Um, and the, the dream with purpose, it just so much of this is so great. You've already shared so much good content with all of us. So what it, now, I mean, did it take you a long time to really overcome this belief? You know, that, you know, the poor thing, she's going blind type mentality. Was that like a long process for you? Well, you know, I, I don't really, the, the cool thing about the strategy or my strategy for overcoming fear is that it's, it's step by step, right? So it's not like, I'm going to wake up tomorrow morning and, you know, I decide this, yes, and we make those declarations, but really where the power comes in is when we are actually taking one step after the other, because the cool thing about taking the next step is that with each step you take, you're closer and closer to your destination. And so really looking at my journey from a linear standpoint, I'm, it's hard to say, like, did it, did it take a long time? I'm not sure, but each step that I took in that 
was valuable. And I, and I'm not done. Like I'm not there yet. I'm further than I was yesterday, but I think the truth to really lean into with overcoming fear is how you take the next step, but you also continue taking the next step. And it looks different, right? Because what, what, what was very fearful to me like 10 years ago, like going into a coffee shop by myself and using my cane to navigate to the counter and finding a table to sit at, like doing all this without your eyesight. I know it sounds easy for sighted people to do and maybe not if you're an introvert, but having to do that without your sight and having to overcome, are people going to be staring at me? Am I, if I bump into a table or knock over someone's coffee, like what's that going to be like? Or, you know, all these things in your head as you're navigating a visual disability and also general human self-confidence and awareness, right? Like that wasn't a real fear, but I overcame that. So now I, of course, I go into coffee shops all the time. Um, but what's, what's the next thing, you know? Is it me stepping on a stage and teaching in front of hundreds and hundreds of people? You know, is that starting my own company or nonprofit and stepping into that place as a CEO and a businesswoman? You know, so it's really a, a journey and it's all about like taking that next step, yes, but are we continuing to take those steps? Um, that really is the, the ticket to growth and to overcoming fear day by day. Absolutely. I love that. Um, I think it's so powerful to like small steps every day. And I, I really, truly believe that when you try and do too much at once, that's when people get so overwhelmed and they want to shut down and they don't you know, move forward. They just stand still or sometimes go backwards, go back into old patterns of behavior, go back into old habits that don't really serve them, but they're trying to do too much. So I'm, I totally a hundred percent agree. You know, those steps every day and the small steps are what lead to big change over time. And I think too, and maybe you can speak more to this is that when people take a positive step, like even if it's just one step forward, they feel good. They start to feel better. And then they, so they do more of it. And then the next day they take another step because they're like, okay, that made me feel really good yesterday. So today I'm going to take another step. And then the next day, oh, well, I just did two days in a row of like my growth and my development. I'm going to do it again. Like there's something empowering about taking that step and then you want to continue doing it. Yes, absolutely. And I remember when I first started learning how to use a cane and really navigate the world as a blind person, like my cane travel teacher didn't like send me on you know, a five mile route on the first day of class, like the first day of class, I just learned how to walk up and down the hallway of the building like 30 times, right? Mm -hmm. But it's in those, in those small lessons that really like add up. And next thing you know, I'm like moving across the country by myself. So it really is all about taking the next step and then just trusting the process and enjoying all those moments in the journey. Yeah, you are so brave. I mean, to move across the country, you don't know the city, you can't even really see where you're, like, you know where your idea, literally no idea what you're going into. And that is so brave. Like, that is bold, brave action. And do you ever, like, what was going through your head at the time? I mean, the, obviously, I'm sure there was so much fear and you were so scared. You're just moving across the country. Um, you can't see like, it just, I don't know. There's like so much in my head right now of fear coming in as if I were you in that moment. How did you navigate that? How did you over overcome this? Like what was all of your, your, your self-talk and your thought process? 
You know, I actually, thinking back on that experience, I don't remember feeling afraid. Like, I, like, remember I got a job offer and I had to move in, like, less than two weeks. Um, and <laughs> so no I'm time. like, yeah, so I'm, like, packing up my apartment, selling all my stuff, like, and then I just go and I, I had never even been to California, ever. <laughs> so never visited the place, didn't really know much about it. Um, but getting on the plane and, um, yeah, just getting there. And it was all just excitement. Like I was really and truly excited. And that's, I think, a really cool distinction to make because I think when a lot of times when people are saying they feel nervous or anxious or afraid, really and truly at, at its core, people are feeling excited, but it's the ego and the mind trying to protect us from something that makes us like think that we're feeling afraid. And someone said this really cool. They're like, fear is like false evidence appearing real. So really, even if I did feel that fear, it was almost like it was just excitement, but my brain and my ego and like my inner self was trying to protect me from something that may or may not be good. And mm -hmm. in turn, having that feeling of fear, but fear is also good because like, that is why we don't put our hands on hot stoves when we're <laughs> growing up and a little kid because we don't want to burn ourselves. So it's, it's like finding this, this cool balance and like using it to our advantage. So I remember feeling a lot of excitement. Um, but when it came down to do different things, like going, you know, from where I was living to work for the first time and having to take the, if, you, if you're from the Bay Area, it's called the BART train, but Imagine taking the BART train for your first time and like being partially blind is terrifying. It was really scary. Um, but like, okay, we're going to do this. Like, this is what we're doing. And, you know, when it, it was definitely a high stress season of my life. I remember like, I have a seeing eye dog, like she started balding on the back of her neck. She started losing hair. And I was like, oh no, my oh, seeing eye dog is stressed. <laughs> she went from like, the super chill life in Colorado Springs, like where we just went hiking in the mountains and we were just like chilling all day to like San Francisco Bay Area, like taking the train and like all these like crazy street people. Like it was super stressful for the both of us. But I was like, I wish I could talk to her and tell her what is happening right now. <laughs> but um, it was definitely a high stress season, but it was also like exciting and I'm growing and I'm doing. I basically did things that were scary every single day. <laughs> like awesome. every day was like something scary, um, which was stressful, but also like exciting in the way that mm -hmm. I got to use my tools and my skills and my strength, exercise my strength to, to overcome fear. So it was, it was a valuable season for sure. I love it. And you grow so much when you do stuff out of fear and out of discomfort. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's not comfortable to do things that scare you, but man, that growth is, is so worth it. It mm -hmm. really is. Amazing. So what, like, what, is, what are you so passionate about? What, what gets you out of bed in the morning? For me, I, one of the things that I absolutely love is coaching and I, I have all types of clients. I have clients with and without disabilities, but one thing that I'm working on now is a really cool project to make sure that people with disabilities have the opportunity to get 
high quality coaching and to also like create something beautiful for themselves. So one thing that a lot of people may not know is that, um, and, and this isn't all people with disabilities, I'm about to give you a statistic that's just about blind people alone. So you can imagine ex expanding that to the, the bigger realm, but 70% of working aged blind adults are unemployed. And that's due to a variety of factors. But one of the things is like, I wanna make sure that people with disabilities are empowered to create a life that they love and use their gifts and their skills to contribute to the world because we're missing out. If 70% of working age blind adults are unemployed, imagine like if you're loving the contribution that I'm giving you right now, imagine hundreds and thousands of other people who are gonna like be able to come out of the woodworks and contribute their wisdom and, and talents to the world. So um, I am in the midst of starting a really cool nonprofit that's going to allow people with disabilities to receive coaching so that they can start and scale their own businesses and use their talents and gifts to contribute to the world and really just create a life for themselves that they love that's not dependent on anybody else um, but themselves and they get to just be empowered and grow and thrive. It has been the most beautiful feeling to um, be able to use the things that I love and my gifts and skills to create a life for myself. Like you probably know that feeling too, but as a person with a disability who gets told no, like so many times, especially in the realm of employment, to create this life for myself has been the most beautiful thing. And I wanna like wrap this up and go pass it out to everybody that I possibly can. So um, I'm super excited. It's new, it's fresh. And like my deepest like hope is that I can get like, so many people with disabilities coached and like up and running by the end of this year. So I'm super excited about that. It gets me out of the bed in the morning. It gives me chills when I think about it and talk about it. And um, it's, it's just my favorite thing. That's incredible. First of all, that's a really, really sadly high statistic. It is. That's terrible. Um, and what that you are definitely the person to be doing this. Like just know what, you know, the listeners can't see you, but I can. We're doing this over Zoom. And your face, just talking about this, it just lights up. You can see the excitement in you and it's so beautiful. And that is such a great, such a great um, initiative that you have that you're starting. Oh my gosh, this is so good. I, oh, I love it. You are incredible. You are so, so brave. So I just, I know you shared with us your bold method, but do you have just like one tip or something, you know, someone struggling, um, whether with a disability or not, that are just really struggling to either move past fear or to, you know, get out of their belief system. Like they just can't not believe what they believe. Do you, you know, what's one little step you would offer them, um, like a tip to move forward, to start this journey of changing your beliefs or overcoming fear or something like that? Yeah, for sure. So this is going to be very, very simple, but it's going to be so, so powerful. I want you to just identify one step, one step, not a list of 10 or like a 30 day plan or anything like that. I just want, I know, right? <laughs> we get so caught up in that, but I just want you to identify what is one step that you can take today 
after you get off of this podcast, that is going to lead you closer to the place that you want to be. And for most of us, it's one phone call. It's one email, one text away, one submit button away from bringing us closer to that place where we know we want to be. And so I'm just going to encourage you and challenge you. I know it sounds simple, but there are so many people who are literally like, just like one single step away. So I'm going to, I'm going to challenge you today. What is that one step? And are you willing to take it before the sun goes down today? That's incredible. Love it. Okay. So you did share with us um, kind of what you are up to, but what, is there anything else that you're working on now um, other than the nonprofit that you'd like to share with us? Yeah. So I'm working on a podcast of my own. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that is super <laughs> exciting because I, I love to just share and encourage people. It's like my absolute favorite thing in the world. And so a lot of people have been asking me to put all these encouraging things in one place so that they can go and access them anytime. And so I'm working on a podcast called The Morning Shot because most people would describe me besides bold as um, a, a, like a shot of espresso. They leave my presence feeling very energized and pumped up. And so I wanna offer that to people um, just, you know, a really, really quick, you know, less than 10 minutes of just encouraging words to get you pumped up and energized for the day. So um, be looking for that in June, wherever you can find your podcast. It's called The Morning Shot. And the cover photo is just like a big pink, like cup of like, as <laughs> the morning shot on the front. So it'll be very high vis and easy to find. But um, I, I'm really excited to share that with people and just to to get people pumped up and inspired and like also share life-changing wisdom that they can put into practice to live their biggest, boldest, baddest lives. So I'm really pumped about that. I'm so excited for it. You are incredible. You're so amazing. So I'm excited to hear that because you are the person to give the morning shot. Like that's awesome. <laughs> I'm, I'm really excited. <laughs> so what kind of things do you do for your own personal growth and your own development? Yeah, so I, one thing that I believe to be true is that we really have the opportunity to either pour into ourselves or to um, pour out of ourselves or like to, to, to really add value or take away from based on what we watch, what we listen to, um, and who we surround ourselves with. So I am very mindful about the things that I'm watching um, and also the things that I'm listening to, because really, whoever you're listening to or what you're listening to, that can take root on the inside of you. And um, out of the heart, the mouth speaks, right? Mm -hmm. It's really, you can tell, you can tell what people are putting into their spirits based on the words that they say. If they're like, oh, I'm so dumb, or I'm so stupid, or I'm an idiot, or I, I, I made a bad decision, or I'm never going to make it. I'm like, Oh man, what, whose podcast are you listening to? <laughs> <laughs> and why? <laughs> why? <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm low-key joking, but seriously, if you mm -hmm. want to be feeling pumped up and inspired and um, like knowing the truth about who you are, find people that like that truth aligns with and get in their circle. Find out what they're listening to. What books are they reading? Do they watch Netflix? If they do, what are they watching? And 
get yourself in a place to where you are pouring things into your spirit that align with the person that you want to, to be or show up as. So that is like something that's been huge for me, absolutely huge, is just expanding my circle with the people that like encourage me and that I want to be like, and then also being mindful of the things that I'm listening to or watching or reading. And, um, and I'm not saying you have to like only read personal development books, like no, but what I'm yeah. saying is do, do those things align with the person that you want to become. And it's, it's like, it's been huge. It really is a game changer. Mm -hmm. I love, I'm really happy you brought that up because one of the things I talk about a lot is your self-talk, like the way you speak to yourself and why for so long have people thought it's okay to be so mean to themselves and, you know, mm -hmm. say things to themselves that they would never say to other people. And like, it's just not okay. We need to change the way we talk to ourselves, the way we think about ourselves to be able to change our lives and live a life that we truly love. Because when we're living a life that we love and that's in alignment with us, we're kind to ourselves, right? We, we treat ourselves differently. We, and we make decisions in our all areas of our life that really align with that love and respect that we have for ourselves. So I'm glad you brought that up because it's so true. Things that you listen to really do impact the way you think about yourself and the way you speak to yourself. So that was amazing. Amber, can you tell us where we can find you? Like social media, yeah. anything, all of your handles. Yeah, for sure. So my name is Amber Kiera and you can find me on Instagram and Facebook. And I, one of my favorite ways to connect with people is obviously through voice. So if you find me on there, I would love for you to send me a voice note. I think that would be like the best gift ever. So it's A-M-B-E-R-K-I-E-R-R-A -R -R -A, and you can find me on Instagram and Facebook. I also have a free Facebook group called Goals Moves where I encourage everyone in the group on a daily basis with um, just like wisdom and truth. And I also challenge you to be living your best, most bold life. And so that is super, super great as well. Um, yeah. And that's where you can find me. I'd love to connect with you. I'd love to hear from you. If you're interested in one-on-one -on -one coaching with me, would love to chat more about that. You can totally book a connection call and we can talk more, but we just love to connect. Awesome. Any final thoughts to share with us before you go? I want you, don't forget, don't forget, I want you to take that next step today because it is going to change your life. Awesome. Take the step. Perfect. <laughs> yes. Thank you so much, Amber, for being here. Thank you for having me. If you like what you hear on the Trudy podcast, hit subscribe and head over to our website at thetrudylifestyle.com and learn more about what we do.